Hey there, uh, Cave Company Radio fans. Um, you're about to listen to, uh, sex and other human activities. Um, my name is Bunky Houseman, and, um, I wrote in and, uh, got some advice from Jackie Marcus, and at first I thought it was great, and then, um, I fucking lost everything. Um, so if you could, uh, just know that their advice is for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, yeah I lost my family, I lost my house. And, um, I lost my career, uh, which was hard to do. I was a professional gambler. I thought that would be a thing that they could help me do, and they did. Um, so if you have any questions or advice you need, just make sure you email cavecomingradio at gmail.com, ask for Marcus or Jackie, and, um, or maybe just say hello to Henry from last podcast on the list, because he needs, he needs your attention. He needs your affection. Um, so thank you, and enjoy sex and other human activities. All right, now we're ready. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities. I'm Marcus Parks. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. And Jackie's having friends over tonight. Oh my god! I was <laughs> I so I cleaned the house this morning. Uh-huh. It's very sad because um, I don't hang out with anyone besides disgusting comedians most of the time. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really matter what the house looks like. Not that it matters <laughs> even to people our age what the house looks like. No. But, you know, it's just like I'm having people over to watch a movie. I'm making nachos. <laughs> <laughs> and then while I was today, I was pulling apart a chicken before I came over here. I was like, I am my mother. I, of course, <laughs> I you know, I put out some scented candles. <laughs> They're bringing the tequila. We're watching uh, Casa de Mi Padre, which is this... Um, Will Ferrell movie that's all in Spanish. Oh, uh, yeah. Then I saw the last, like, 20 minutes of over with uh, Holden and Ben Kissel at mm-hmm. their place, and they were just, like, fucking dying. And they just they were like, this is such a fun movie. It's on Netflix right now. Yeah. So, you can eat nachos, drink tequila, and watch Will Ferrell. Have weird, long sex scenes. Really? But funny sex scenes. Oh, okay. There's a lot of, like, hitting butts. Let me ask you this. I know this was a problem with me growing up. Did you were you ever watching like a movie with your parents and then a weird sex scene would come on? God. All the time. Well, because also we were allowed to watch whatever we wanted to watch. Me too. So I mean my parents, for fuck's sake, they took me to see pulp fiction in the theater when I was eleven. Oh my god. And they when they were fine with it though. Totally fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember <laughs> uh, I remember an old man and his wife walked out, like all the fucking weird shit that was going on. They walked out when Christopher Walken was describing putting the watch up his ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> they couldn't handle that. The heat. That for them was too much. That's everything awesome. else was fine. The fucking heroin overdose. All that weird bullshit. Fine. Totally fine, but you know, watch up the ass. I I assume he was probably a Vietnam veteran because he <laughs> looked very disturbed, <laughs> very disturbed. And the only place, and that's funny. Like the only place that I've ever seen people walk out of movies is in Abilene, Texas, which is where we used to always go. It was the nearest city with the movie theater, and yeah. that's where we always went for movies. I saw an old man and his wife walk out during that, and then I saw an old man and like a ten year old boy walk out in the first five minutes of uh, the South Park movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he soon, thought maybe. Uh, and well, then, I'm sure you like, but oh, a cartoon. This mm-hmm. will be wonderful for my grandson. <laughs> and then it's like, Uncle Fucker. It's so great. <laughs> oh, God, I love that movie so much. My mom made me walk out of Dogma. Uh, we went to see Dogma with Henry and one of his friends, and yeah. she let them stay. But I think, who's God? Was it George Carlin yeah. that came out buck naked? No, uh, uh, Alanis Morissette. Yes, and yeah, yeah. so exactly, she comes out naked, and then that was when she's like, all right, I thought, you know what, I'm done with all of this. But that's the end of the movie. Uh, 
Well, then maybe it was another naked scene. I yeah. don't remember. I actually never ended up seeing it after the movie. Yeah, you don't need to. Yeah, you're, you're too fine. old now yeah, to see exactly. it. Like, it's it's fine when you're in like high school or when you're still in kind of like a snooty, snotty phase. Yes, it's a movie for snotty people. Snotty teenagers, especially. Especially, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As with most most Kevin Smith movies, are for like just kind of like snooty, like mm, I'm much smarter than everyone else, but I'm not really doing anything with my life. Exactly, but I'm, still I'm much a loser. better than you. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that I can't keep a job. Who cares? Yeah, Randall couldn't keep a job. <laughs> <laughs> my my one of the weirder times with my mom's when we were watching Sleepaway Camp. Uh, you ever see Sleepaway Camp? Ah, uh, not in years. Oh man, in the end when she's like she turned like she just ripped off some guy's head and she's holding the head and she's standing naked and then they're like like her penis is hanging out and it's all covered in blood and they're like she's a boy my mom's like I can't believe you like these things it's like you're the one that picked it out you said you want to watch Sleepaway Camp and I, I still I was like 15 like I was still yeah. old enough to be like give me a break yeah. of all the shit that we watch together this is not that bad I think the two that uh, that my parents were weirdest about when I was like real young, like five, we had bought a. Uh, it was I can't even remember what, but like what company made it, but it was like a Scout. Like the car was a Scout. Uh, it was kind of a, an SUV at the time, okay. like in the mid '80s. And in the glove box was a VHS tape that had two movies on it: DC Cab with Gary Busey and Doctor Detroit with Dan Aykroyd. The most fucking <laughs> weirdest movies <laughs> to have VHS. on one VHS tape that they had obviously recorded off. They had put two. Fucking VHS players together to record from, like, you know, the video store. It's oh, like, yeah. DC Cap, we need to have that. <laughs> but, of course, it's the type of people that would own a Scout. Yes. Uh, which we called Rainbow Bright because it Ooh, had... that's kind of fun. Well, because it had, like, three rainbow stripes down the side. Aww. It was a great fucking car. I love that car. <laughs> if I... One day, I'm going to buy a Scout. I'm going to get one for myself. Uh, but DC Cab's great. It's about a naturally a cab company in Washington, D.C. Gary and Busey. There's a great scene with Gary Busey in a flamethrower. Ooh, yeah, that sounds it's great. It's sweet. And there's one scene in a strip club, uh, which I used to watch once I sexually blossomed. There's Your astronaut's a- wife, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene in which uh, the main character goes into a strip club to confront his ex-wife or something like that. And then the play starts just getting ripped apart because there's a fight. There's a big fight. Oh, no. And all of these uh, topless women run out of the strip club like, eee, no. <laughs> and uh, my parents are like, all right, you need to get out of here. <laughs> and then the next night we're watching Dr. Detroit. And weird, it's a Dan Aykroyd movie, but there's a really graphic sex scene See, in I've it. See, I've never heard of that movie before. No one has. <laughs> <laughs> it's No one has ever heard of Dr. Detroit. It was after Blues Brothers. And it was when Dan Aykroyd. weird coke face. Yeah. Oh, it was obviously weird coke yeah. phase. Uh, and there was, and that's what, and, but that time they were just like, hey, close your eyes. Because they didn't want to deal with, the, like, making me like, I'm like, no, I don't want to leave the room. I'm watching Dr. Detroit. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, keep watching a movie. Uh, but I watched that scene in DC Cab with the naked women over, because I think kids these days, you know, they've got so much porn oh, yeah. at their disposal. You know, in fact, I. Uh, read a news story the other day that a college had to uh, cancel an experiment, or not an experiment, a study they were doing because they could not find uh, boys who had never seen porn. 
Really? They couldn't find them. Well, I mean, it's everywhere. Unless you live in fucking Rock or you're a Mormon, you <laughs> probably have definitely seen porn. Yeah, it's absolutely everywhere. So back in the day, all we had were VHS tapes with small sex scenes here and there. That you just had to use. You had to like rewind it and then watch yeah. it again. I don't think kids know how hard it is to jerk off and control and control a VHS tape at the same time. I can't imagine. I, I think it's hard enough that I've tried to masturbate to like. A photograph before, like yeah. just like a, a dirty picture, mm-hmm. and I can't do that either. Really, because I'm so desensitized that like I can't imagine l- flipping through a Playboy. I guess it's different for guys and girls anyway. Oh, yeah. no. But I mean, I mean, I'm still playing. Like I still have a scene going on in my head. Yeah, and I'm looking at it, and it's just like, no, I'd rather just fucking think about something else sexier <laughs> than, especially because. You can never look at dudes. I mean, that's just for yeah, gay just guys anyway. Dudes are just gross. Yeah, like just because like a lot of those dudes like they're all hairless. Yeah, they're just like look at my glistening body. I never want to sleep with someone that is glistening. Yeah, unless it's because they just like ate too much barbecue. <laughs> like, that's fun. That kind of sweaty is glistening. Fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I had a gigantic porno mag collection. It was really? Huge. Do you still they, have it? Uh, I actually, when I went home for Christmas, I looked for it. And couldn't find it anywhere. Oh, I think man. when my mom, because my parents moved away from, they don't live in the house that we grew up in anymore. Now my brother lives there. So all of the stuff that I had still stored in there, they moved it to a big railroad car container. Oh. Uh, and so I think when mom found the porno mag collection, she tossed it. But man, there were so many of them. There was a friend of mine uh, that his father fucked off and left him and his mom. Uh, I think he was a truck driver or something like that. Yeah. And we found in the ship behind their house a huge cooler full of porno mags and another gigantic garbage bag also full of porno mags and I was in heaven (laughs) I took a huge duffel bag full of porno like I just fucking filled them up and just took this huge porno mag and there was so like there was Hustler in there Uh, there was some really weird ones like there was one that had uh, pregnant women in it uh, like oh, there was God. a woman with a breast pump, uh, oh. like it showed like her pregnant. Something that and Ben then, Kissel would like. Oh, something that Ben Kissel would love. <laughs> her pregnant, and then her with a breast pump, and then her pouring the breast milk all over oh, herself. Oh, come on! It was it's just, for the kid. It was yeah. <laughs> there's a kid in the picture. This should be illegal. Yeah. Uh, after third, I think that fucking after the third trimester, it should be illegal for women to be in porn. Yeah, it's gross. Then it's, it's just, really gross. Ugh. The worst ones, though, were uh, the old, like, they were kind of a, they were like Craigslist before Craigslist. They, like, mis- like easy hookups and all that. What it would do, what it would be is that there would be either people or couples that would send in pictures of themselves, like, naked with their faces blurred out, and it would have their address on them. Uh, okay, remember Twin Peaks? Uh, yeah. The fucking magazines that Laura Palmer was? Yes. Those. Whoa. I had, like, four or five of those, oh and those God. were the ones that I was looking for. That's what I wanted to find in my old porno stash, because they're, they're, I just remember them being so weird and so gross, and I just thought it would be a nice little artifact to have. Just to have it. Just to have it. I thought it would just be super cool, but I couldn't, couldn't fucking find them, and and I was very disappointed. But I was known as the porn kid. Uh, I had all, all the porn. The porn. <laughs> all, all the porn. Like, I would just, I would fucking sneak. Like, I would uh, find porn here and there and would just, like, keep it. Because <laughs> like, like, there would be VHS. Farm it out. Did you ever sell, like, did you, 
make people pay for it? No, I was oh, never okay. so crude as that. <laughs> that would be, that's a good business. It's a great business, but I was I would just lend it out, but then I would be very adamant about getting, getting it. Was it was like, back. you need to give me back my John Holmes King of Triple X tape now. <laughs> like I miss it. It's, I miss it a lot. Uh, my favorite one that I had was a uh, Who Shaved Trinity Lauren. Oh my God! Who did it? No, oh, who shaved her? Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> they found things to shave. <laughs> they would keep her for a week and then shave her again. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of shaving scenes. I'm sure in that movie. And then I just would uh, rent uh, porno on uh, our pay per view and record those and just <laughs> hope that mom and dad wouldn't say anything. And they never did. That's because awesome. you know why. I looked on their cable bill one month. Your dad was doing the same thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some pornos being rented when we were doing sleepovers. Oh, man. Uh, And so I thought I was like, all right, so I'm just going to do one a month, and they're not going to notice, and I'm going to record that. And, man, I had one hell of a collection (laughs) after that. (laughs) Actually, no, I I would say my favorite one was the first one that I got. I got it from uh, my best friend growing up. He was a black dude, and uh, his parents had, they were ordering shit online, and I totally, I'm pretty sure I stole it. Uh, but he was stealing baseball cards from me, so it, was, so it was a good trade. Uh, <laughs> it was called Ebony in Black. Ooh. It was. You mean double black? It was double black, even <laughs> though there was one scene with a white dude with okay. a black chick. Uh, but there was this woman, her name was Angel Kelly fucking hottest black porn star of the 80s and I didn't realize how fucked up it was at the time but the scene she was in was an incest scene it was like daddy coming to teach uh, everybody loves that shit yeah everybody kind of does love that (laughs) shit yeah you think you you say you don't but you kind of do you kind of do you kind of do or you just think you're like no it's a stepfather it's fine it's a stepfather she's not related so it's it's totally fine they're not actually related no but it was her like playing piano and then he came on and like fucked her on the piano, and I still to this day think about that scene. <laughs> like still, we gotta find it for you, Marcus. Oh man! And I've looked up other. I've definitely looked up other Angel Kelly videos, <laughs> and definitely enjoyed myself quite a bit. <laughs> but that was uh, that. It, that definitely influenced me quite a bit as far as my future taste in ladies go. Uh, mm. And in fact, I told Nikita about that once. She goes, "Thank God for that tape." <laughs> 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 she wanted to write him a letter. Uh, just saying. Dear Angel Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, a letter to uh, the friends of mine. Like oh, my friends oh gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, 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 just like, thank you for being lax with your supervision of your porno tapes. <laughs> but the weirdest one that they had, it was a 15-minute like preview, and it was called KN1, uh, which stood for Kinky. And it was a compilation <laughs> video, and each clip would be like, you know, the best ten, ofs. Ten, yeah, yeah. Like they were, each clip would be like 10, 15 seconds, and it was the worst, nastiest shit you've ever seen. It was like there was one, and I remember it vividly because I did a bend. I watched it over and over again. Uh, but it would just like be these weird fucking things that start off with a strap on scene, and then it moved on to like a skinny guy fucking a woman that was like 300 pounds. There was a woman pegging a dude, there was a double dildo scene. There was these weird. There was a scene with a guy with two dicks. Uh, actually, there were a couple of scenes. Like a cat, guys. like a prong dick. No, like two dicks, like one on top of the other. Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> weird shit. That's weird. Yeah, really weird. Uh, there was another one with these dudes that had these weird hog dicks, where they would be like really big on bottom and then would like kind of go up top. 
Like uh, kind of small, like volcanoes. Ooh. Like really. I've had a baseball bat, but I've never had a volcano. Seen or had? I mean, taken inside of me. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Baseball bat. Not an actual baseball bat. Oh. A baseball's bat-shaped penis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't fit a baseball bat inside of me. Yeah, I was like, oh my wow. God. <laughs> there is some parts of your life that no. you have not told me a about. A fist one time, but never a baseball <laughs> bat. <laughs> All right, fist is, I don't know why, but I find fist more... Acceptable. I guess it's because it's flesh. I guess, yeah. yeah no, no, no. No, no. I don't want splinters inside of me. Ugh. But when we were kids, we had a cable descrambler because oh. my dad was um, was a cop. So that also included all of the pay-per-view channels. Ooh. So we had every porn. But this is when we were living in New York, so we were kids. So we would just have it on because <laughs> we, didn't, we knew that it was bad and we knew yeah. we weren't supposed to watch it. But it, we would just, you know, we weren't getting off at the time. I mean, maybe Henry got off when I would, like, go to bed or something. Possibly, probably. Which is gross <laughs> and but the you know the stories were so fun yeah you know, like busty cops i really like busty <laughs> cops one two and three and man they were oh they always got the bad guy and then oh. they would fuck the shit out of the bad guy <laughs> that's always how it went and i used to watch bliss bliss bliss, bliss is, it was on like something i don't know i think it was i don't think it was called we at the time mm-hmm. i remember what channel it was because we had every channel under the sun yeah and we had no supervision over what content we were watching so i used to watch bliss at night which is basically porn for women it's kind of like a skin and max type thing mm. but i don't know if i talked about it on this episode on this show but my favorite one that i recorded on a videotape that i would watch in my room because i also had a vhs player and a tv in my room me too was they had one where the guy was a painter and the woman had asked him to paint a mural for him and end up, you know, they end up fucking. But the guy was the um, Iceland coach team in Mighty Ducks 2. <laughs> and in he was so mean in Mighty Ducks 2. And then the thing, because he's supposed to be like Icelandic, but in reality yeah. he's more like Russian. Yeah. So he was just this like dirty And Icelanders Russian don't play guy. hockey. No. <laughs> Iceland, and they're also very nice people. <laughs> no, not these Icelandic people. But man, he just fucking railed on her in that paint. They got so dirty, and I just remember thinking, "I'm like, paint's gonna get inside of her." And it was so smooth. You yeah, know? it wasn't like. I mean, now I can't imagine even trying to masturbate to something that's so like cuddly and lovey because oh, it's no. disgusting. But no. I just want hard pounding. Oh yeah. No, I had a, a soft core because there was a uh, two. Spice channels. There was spice and then spice hot. <laughs> yeah. Extra and spicy. Yeah, extra spicy. And spice was just softcore porn, but like real like what they would do is that they would show a woman just in front of a man, like act, like acting like, like she was Skinamax. Getting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except a little it was like Skinamax Plus. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was simulated sex, but it was still Fuck, I mean, you could still jank it. Yeah. And then Spice Plus, that was the hardcore shit. <laughs> Ooh. I just couldn't even imagine at the time thing. I was like, I can't believe that there's other things besides just this. And it's like, no, now you need to see it. I want to see it inside of it. Yeah. I want to see it go inside of it. Yeah, over and over again. And I just felt so much guilt for such a long time. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, because we never talked about sex in the household. Like, uh. sex was never something that was, like, you know, nudity in the house. Nothing. We were a very closed-off family. So we 
couldn't talk about any of that kind of stuff, and yeah. I could never, I never had anyone to talk to, so I just did it all myself. Oh, man. <laughs> and I would just like go to the library and like read books about it, <laughs> and then I would just like think about it and think about it because I thought I was too scared to talk to anyone about it. And I was like a really yeah. quiet kid, so it was just really sad. It was so like so guilt ridden for such a long time. Well, see, I had two older brothers that were so, yeah. four and five years older than me. Uh, and they were, you know, and they, them and their friends were just the dirtiest fucking dudes that would just talk, especially my, like my middle brother, Charlie, as you know, like he didn't talk about Charlie, it. Charlie who's coming to New York in a few months. Charlie who's coming to New York in June. Yeah. <laughs> with his, with his wife. Oh, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. 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 I knew you'd be disappointed. Oh, that makes me sad. <laughs> She's great. She's very nice. You're going to love her. I'm looking forward to meeting her. Yes. <laughs> Don't kill her. I won't. I won't. I'm not going to kill her. I'm just going to keep her yeah. away from him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Charlie was like always been pretty reserved when it comes to like kind of stuff like that. Didn't really talk about it a whole lot. But Thomas, my oldest brother, and his friends were disgusting. We're in our disgusting human beings. <laughs> like, I mean, you think I'm bad. Like, the shit that those guys would talk about was just fucking out of this world. So I knew about it growing up. However, I was, I still had a very Christian mindset. Yeah. I used to be fairly, fairly religious at some Ugh. point, which is funny because now I say hail Satan probably more than any other phrase. At least five times a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I say hell Satan more than I tell my girlfriend I love her. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe you'll work on that a little bit. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. It's not true. It's kind of true. Kind of true. <laughs> uh, but I used to think that I was going to go to hell for masturbating constantly. Ooh. Every time I did it afterwards, like the guilt that I would feel would be a very real fear, fear of hell. Even though people didn't talk about it a whole lot. I didn't grow up evangelical. I grew up Baptist and then later on Methodist after the Baptist kind of kicked us out because uh, they just didn't like the cut of... too good. They didn't like the cut of our jib yeah. anymore. Oh yeah. They just did not Those like it. It's, it's politics. It's all politics. That's all religion is. Yeah. Politics, oh, yeah. Anyway. Especially in small towns. Yeah. And that's how, especially how it was in our small town. It was like there were certain groups. And that, that's what we loved about the Methodist because the Methodist church was kind of where the outcasts went. It's where all the cool kids went. Ooh, yeah. cool kids church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I loved, loved our pastor. His name Dolan Brinson. I still talk to him every once in a while when I, get, when I get a chance to. And we don't ever talk about religion or anything like that. Just like it's a normal dude. Just a super normal dude. He used to be a fucking radio DJ back in the 60s. He like worked with Roy Orbison. He was As like, a pastor, can you get married? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's oh, got okay. a wife. So he's a his, normal human being. Yeah, he's a That's normal great. human being. And I That's love it. Awesome. Yeah, I love his wife too. He's just, she's fucking awesome. Uh, and But before that, you know, I was in Baptist, and every once in a while I'd like go to the Foursquare Church, which Foursquare is like evangelical plus. They're, uh, they're one step away from being snake charmers. <laughs> uh, they, which are, then they'd be fun. Yeah, they, once then you head into that fun. area. Instead, they were just creepy. I remember once me and a friend of mine went to uh, a youth thing because there were a couple of girls. Uh, we knew there would be girls there. Yeah. And that's the thing. When you're young in Texas, church functions, the only reason why you go is to make out with girls. Wow. That's it. 
Like there would be church lock-ins and you could like make it. And so you'd have a bunch of teenagers. Yeah, we did that at the library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd do it at churches. But they would give the kids free reign to the church all night. You know how many places there are to hide in a church and Man, make out? I would love to fuck inside of a church. <laughs> oh, God, it's still a dream of mine. I I just got, man, they just got to figure out a way. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like if I walked in, I would just immediately burn up into flames. <laughs> but I would yeah. try to. Yeah. And uh, there was, but even though, like, and we went to the Four Square Church once, me and my friend. My friend Josh, who I haven't talked to, and I'd actually like to get in, back in touch with him. He's a cool kid. Uh, but we went to a church one day at the Foursquare Church, and we walk in, and they're fucking laying hands on people. I saw a friend of mine, like they anointed her forehead, and she just started crying and uh. shaking. Another one passed out, and we just look at each other. We're like, we need to get the fuck out of here. Right, right now. now. There's no making outs happening no. in here. <laughs> no, there's, I mean, yes, there are vulnerable women. <laughs> but but at the crying, just shove your tongue down there. <laughs> Not a good idea to do to a woman. Bad idea. So we got the fuck out of there. But really, like, no one ever, I don't think anyone ever told me that, like, masturbation will send you to hell. But I knew it was wrong like just innately i knew like i know it's not wrong now but in that at that time i thought it was so wrong so i would make deals with god to get like if i needed to get out of a jam yeah some kind stop masturbating i would make a deal that i would like stop masturbating for a week or a day or like three days or something like that wouldn't always make it no of course not then that was really bad (laughs) that was i was definitely going to hell (laughs) and you know this is the weirdest thing what got me, like, what made me feel okay about it was Drew Carey's book, Dirty Jokes and Beer. Really? Stay stay with me. <laughs> <Drew> <laughs> stay with me on this. <laughs> he said that there was a, a part in it, because it's actually a very, it's a, I would recommend it. It's kind of a, like a comedy book that was kind of, you know, like, kicked to the side. It's a very dark, dark book. Like, What's there's it called? Dirty Jokes and Beer. Dirty Jokes and Beer. Uh, I haven't read it in forever, but I remember it being like one of those things like when I was growing up, being like a little formative on me. And it's like and kind of like putting a dark sense of humor. Like he writes three short stories at the end and they're so sad. Like they're not funny. Like they're kind of funny. Like there's some dark humor in there. But there's one story about like a horrible man in in a Cleveland Browns jacket that just ends in absolute tragedy. And it's it is the saddest story I've ever read. It ends in murder. Uh, and it's, yeah, but there's like one part where he's talking about him being a, like a teenager and like feeling the exact same way. And then he said that he talked to a Methodist preacher and he was like, you know, I masturbate. My wife masturbates. God doesn't care if you masturbate. It's OK if you do it, too. And I was like, you read that. <laughs> and God said, it's OK if I masturbate. <laughs> Drew Carey says it's and I also love the Drew Carey show at the time. Oh, yeah. I was like, Drew, Ca- Drew Carey says it's OK if I masturbate. So fuck yeah. And now he hosts The Price is Right. <laughs> <laughs> he looks great. He too. looks fantastic. I love him as, as the host of The Price is Right. He's really good at it. He's great. <laughs> I fucking love him. I watch. I still watch The Price is Right at least a few times a week. Oh, yeah. And I not. say thank you, Drew. <laughs> for <laughs> While I. you're masturbating at The Price is Right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of getting over shit you are uh, you've got a big milestone today you're fucking going to therapy for the first time in a long time in a long time yeah oh, you're yeah. going to therapy for the first time when someone's not going to call you fat yeah that's kind of nice <laughs> well i hope not <laughs> at least now i'm at a point in my life that i would tell her to go fuck herself <laughs> 
and probably like break a bunch of shit on the way out. <laughs> so yeah. how do you, you feel about I'm it? I'm a little nervous about it. Yeah. Um, I especially like in talking to them. They're like, so what do you want to talk about? I was like, I don't know. I just want to talk. You know, I just got to talk about some stuff. I got nothing pressing. But that was the whole yeah. thing is that every other time I've ever gone to therapy was I was forced to go to therapy. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, or that I thought like, oh, I need to like. I have to get over this drug addiction. I have to, you know, I need mm-hmm. to talk about these things. So that's why I feel like a little bit, I, I don't want to say a pussy, but I kind of feel like a pussy that I'm going. No, no, I felt the exact same way. Yeah. Like when I finally like decided to do it and, uh, cause I, it took me months to finally call the person. Well, like, that's what, I, in fact, I asked you where you went. I'm actually going to where Marcus goes, but I, in fact, the, the fact that you gave me the email address, because I've been thinking about this for a year and yeah. too scared to do it. Yeah. And I finally just sat there, got drunk enough, and I was like, I'm sending this email. <laughs> I am going to do this. Yeah. I thought, I, I took me, it took me about a year uh, as well uh, because a friend of mine started going to therapy at this place. Monique started going. Yeah. And she was talking about how much. It helped her and all that. She's like, I really think you'd benefit from it. I think you'd have a good, you know, I think you should go uh, just especially with your problems and all that. And I was like, yeah, I'll go. Mm-mm. Didn't go. Not going to go. Not going to go. Not going to go at all. Uh, and then finally, it's just life was just getting so hard. And so, and I was just so fucking out of, and I was out of my mind. I was coming off, uh, I was at the end of a fucking, at the end of a six month manic spree. Right. Uh, and then finally realized like, okay, just medication isn't enough for me. I need both. Like I I'm, I am in, yeah, I, I have to talk to someone. I have to have someone I can, you know, just completely be free and honest with and, uh, hooked up with my girl now. But in like the week leading up to it, I was so fucking nervous. Even the day before, I was like, "Ah, uh, no, no, I'm gonna cancel this. I'm gonna do. It. I can't do this. I can't fucking do this." I almost canceled on the way over to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> "I don't think." And it's and there's no reason to be nervous. There's no, no reason to even feel ashamed of it. But it, there's just something about talking about yourself and being I think it's the honesty the complete honesty without joking mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that yeah. is hard for me to do it's like at least on this podcast which the reason why I'm actually going to therapy is that this podcast is bringing up a lot for me yeah. and I wanted to talk more I need to talk more besides I figured just, it would yeah which is yeah. awesome and I hope that other people also feel this way that this freedom of talking is unreal it does so much for you yeah. it makes you think about things that you you put in the back of your head and mm. that is my issue is that i'm so busy all the time that i don't deal with anything no. i just pretend like it doesn't ex- exist and i go on with the rest of my day and you just need an hour a week mm-hmm. and you know there are a lot of insurance companies that cover it Mine does not most nah. people don't have insurance so in most places you can find like a sliding scale place that it's based on how much you make mm-hmm. that you can go into and they'll work with you and how much you can make and pretty much everywhere in the United States I imagine most places some people I know some listeners have written in and telling us that tell us that there's just they just can't find places really where they live yeah yeah, yeah. we we got uh 
Yeah, we have definitely had a guy like right in. He's like, man, I want to so bad, but he said the, the people there are too expensive and he can't afford to drive somewhere else. Right. So it's kind of a weird, a lot of, most places have it. You know, like most places do have someone that, that you can go and you can talk to. Uh, but I don't know, not, not everyone, everyone is as lucky as we are. Yeah. Uh, but it's something that if you can do it and if you feel, if you feel like you need to and you feel like that it would be something that you could benefit from. But really, I mean, I think if you feel like you need to, uh, then fucking go. If you yeah. feel like that you don't have anyone that you can be honest with uh, and somebody that will just listen to you. Exactly. And honestly listen rather yeah. than, you know, and it's great. if you And if you can't do that, then you do it with your friends. And your friends are always there for you. You can always find someone or your family, someone to talk to. But sometimes it's just not enough. I feel mm-hmm. like right now in my life, it's like things that people just don't want to think about. Yeah. You know, and like when I think about family, when I want to talk about those things and how I feel about that, which a lot of our friends, I mean, including the people we work with, it's just like, don't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. No, no. And that is fun sometimes, but mm-hmm. I still feel this way. I still need to talk about it. Those distractions only... They only work for so long. Exactly. The distractions. They don't take it away. Yeah, exactly. My distraction, you know, of course, like we both have the same thing where, you know, we just drink a lot. Uh, But I'm fucking pretty proud. Like I only drink two nights a week now, which is down from six to seven. You know, like, you know, I've I've had I know I've had (laughs) months where I've drank every day. Oh yeah. Every maybe not didn't get drunk like wasted every day, but, but at least definitely drinking. drank every single day and just did not stop. Like the first, I think the first like four months that I worked here, I I drank every single day. Well, it's so hard. It's right here, and I drink for free here. Yeah. Oh yeah. god, that's even more dangerous. Yeah. 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 And then it's taken me another six months to uh, get to the point. Well, I think I guess it took me another like. Uh, yeah, no, I'd say about six months uh, before like I was drinking like five days a week and then four days a week and then three and then finally now like two because I had a I had a bad time. Yeah, a few like I'll I'll admit I'm pretty ashamed of it, but I had one night uh, in like early like early December late Thanksgiving like I got like too drunk and got mean, you know, Ooh. and and got unreasonably mean you know yeah. there was a lot of other stuff going on right behind it you know right. it wasn't out of the blue there was a lot of stuff going on was still that that guilt but afterwards too or like i don't know i can't remember the last time i felt that bad and yeah. felt like such a piece of shit and a horrible person uh and then like after that like i went to my uh my psychiatrist like the person who, who prescribes my drugs like i called her up a couple of days later i was like listen i need to come in i need to talk about this like something's Something's up, right. you know. Something's not right. Uh, and I went in and I was telling her about it. She's like, "Have you ever thought about maybe you're just a bad drunk?" And I'm like, "Ah, come on, yeah, don't, don't say tell it. me that." I was like, "No, you know, like for years, honestly, I'd, you're not. Though. No, I'm not." And th- and that's what I, said. I was like, you know, for years I've you know been able to drink and I'm just pretty fun drunk. I'd say, yeah. you know, like pretty fun. Uh, get a Detrimentally, too- I would say that we're both extremely fun drunks. See, and that's yeah, we're both very fun drunks. But it's that's a problem as well because yeah. in, there are the days when you wake up the next day, which I have had many of those. Uh, not so much.
much lately, but in the past few months, I've had a few when you wake up the next day and you're just like, man, fuck. Yeah. I just, I did too much. And mm-hmm. not even like, I never get mean, but I definitely run my mouth and say things I shouldn't say. Yeah, me uh, too. Even if it's just secrets or, you know, anything else or... It's just so embarrassing. Yeah, so and, and embarrassing. I'm like, why do I do this to myself? Why do I drink to a point that I embarrass myself? Yeah, and she made a pretty good point where she was just like, listen, you're on a lot of heavy medication. That too. You know, that's yeah. I'm on two medications, but both of which alcohol is like will contribute to you getting much drunker much faster. Right. Uh, and I get so much. Like I can feel a change after one beer, like which before I could drink six to eight and it would just be nothing right like just no feel like no difference whatsoever uh and now yeah now it's pretty fucking i mean it can get pretty heavy pretty quickly so i like designate nights now exactly like i designate thursday night that's when we have practice and i'll get drunk at practice and have a great time because i know at practice is a safe place exactly like, it's a really safe place where it's like, you know, I'm not, there was one night where me and the bass player got into a bit of a row. Yes, but that was also okay. Yeah, for but that was still <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was still, that was still okay. And I got him back for it. Uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> like, like we, we uh, were eventually, and now we're great. He's grown on me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, now we're, now we're f- totally fine. Uh, and then I get drunk on Sundays at Roundtable. Right. Yeah. And even then, don't get like fully drunk every time. And then I you know, will drink on, uh, you know, nights that come and have gigs. But I don't get sloppy anymore. Like, I. It's so hard to get to get yourself used to that again. Yeah. It's just like, I think I can't take shots anymore. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's one of those things I feel like, I know it sounds so stupid, but as someone like, I like to take shots or just Me don't too. drink liquor for the most, most nights I just don't drink liquor anymore because yeah. I get unruly yeah <laughs> I'm a little loud yeah me too <laughs> but I've been fairly proud because I have to make a very strong effort like I don't get drunk at work anymore which I used to get pretty drunk at work yeah uh, and like and then last night like I, I uh, had a freelance gig uh, at a bar in which I had a $20 tab and I didn't drink at all that's awesome and I even got like offered a birthday shot uh, and I was like, no, 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 I'm good. Whereas before I would like, even like, just be like, ah, you know, like give into the pressure and just take a shot. I was like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have any, any drinks tonight. I'm right. working. And it, you know, and afterwards, like I felt, it feels good, but it's also like, man. Yeah. It's like, I, <laughs> oh, but that's I love thing. getting drunk. It's, it's, it's so crazy because as two confident adults. Yeah. It's still hard to not give in to peer pressure. Mm-hmm. It's still hard. Not that anyone we know is peer pressuring us and no. not necessarily do people It was fucking Michael feel... Che. Exactly. He didn't care. And he was just fucking being a friend and just uh, like, give me a But it's peer pressure within yourself. Exactly. Where you're just like, well, they're having fun. I want to have fun. And you think that that's something that you're going to get over past like 18. No. You're just like, yeah, no, I, you know, I can... I can drink what I want to drink. And it's, it's like, no, that's fucking bullshit. Unfortunately, this is something you have to deal with for the rest of your life yeah. of learning how to keep yourself under control, mm-hmm. which yeah. I still am struggling with every single day. Every day. My God. It never stops. No. Uh, and it, and especially like here, just the business that we work in and, and in New York, because here you don't have to worry about driving. 
that's and that's the scary thing. So yeah. that's why you know you find yourself puking three nights out of the week <laughs> <laughs> because you're like you don't have to be responsible for anything. Mm. Because unfortunately, once you get to know the trains here, you can be. I've been blasted and I can still get home. Me too. You know, it's so it's such a rhythmic routine that you do every day. You always know how to get home. Mm-hmm. Which thank God there's been many times I don't know how I woke up in my bed. Me neither. Like I, I don't I've never gotten lost while I was drunk. And the only time I passed out on the train was my first I'd say it was like my first uh, couple months here. And I woke up in the Bronx and it was scary. Yeah that like, must... it was at like four in the or three or four in the morning. Uh that's not a good place to be. I've never done that before. I've always been so scared of it so anytime yeah. if i if i am by myself on a train i stand up yeah i just like stand up and i'll just talk to myself openly yeah. because you gotta keep yourself awake <laughs> yeah, and you, keep perform, it, Jackie. you just gotta you get you just gotta get to the stop it's gonna be fine mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no no some there, there have been very many opportunities for people to do some very bad things to me uh Ooh, but, uh, let me know when those opportunities are <laughs> All right, well, you want to get to uh, our letter for this week? I would love to. All right. Uh, this is a, a letter that, uh, let's see here. Let me let me find our girl. Uh, she sent in uh, to us before, uh, but what I can't remember what name we gave her. Uh, what name do you think we should do? Foxy Brown. Ooh, Foxy. Actually, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good with coming up with the names. All right. Foxy. Foxy Brown. Here's what she says. Hello to you both. Hope all is well in your lives. Jackie, I love the ever-living crap out of you. Get out of here, Foxy. (laughs) But this question is mostly directed at Marcus, but do chime in about your feelings on the matter, obviously. Oh, I will. Marcus, this is a pretty personal question. I don't mind. So if you don't feel comfortable answering this, then it's totally understandable. Also, I may be totally mistaken on whether or not what I'm about to bring up is true. It's half true. In that case, I'm sorry for the awkward but totally innocent accusation. I remember on a previous episode that Marcus had mentioned having herpes. I have oral herpes. Oral herpes. A breakout was happening at the time and was mentioned. Uh, Mentioned. If this is true, how do you feel about having herpes? Are you comfortable with it? How did your girlfriend feel about it when you told her? Did it ever affect any of your past relationships? For example, a person not wanting to be with you because of it. If this is not true at all and I'm just a big dumbo, then what are both of your opinions on people who have herpes? Sorry for the long-windedness. I'm just a curious kitten. Get out of here. She's just adorable. <laughs> uh, well, uh, first of all, I have oral herpes, which is a herpes simplex 2. Mostly, people call them cold sores right. because that's the more delicate way of saying saying it. Uh, it's just, uh, just don't lie. You have herpes. You have herpes. You definitely have herpes. You got herpes. mouth herpes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it's fine. Uh, it's I don't have uh, genital herpes, uh, nor have I ever knowingly been with anyone who had them right uh and like the oral herpes is fine like i what i do is when i am dating a girl i wait until it happens for the first time because uh, you can I see it coming a few days before you can, it happens. you can feel it coming right before you can even see it uh and i just have to like come right out and say listen i uh i got i got i get cold sores so i can't kiss you or go down on you for like a week uh, and it has to, you know, it's just very, I just say like very straightforward, like this is what's up. I don't tell them most of, or didn't really tell them, uh, how I got it because it's very dumb. <laughs> uh, it's the dumbest fucking thing. I was doing a lot of cocaine at the time. First of all. <laughs> so first dumb thing. Okay. But, yeah, first dumb thing. I was doing a lot of cocaine. Uh, 
when I was dating this girl and she and I go in a, and we were first hanging out that night. She's like, oh, I have a cold. I uh, go in a kiss. She's like, oh, I have a cold sore. And I didn't know what cold sores were. Uh. Uh, I thought. Uh, I thought it was just like a fever blister uh, or something like that, right. where it's just, I thought she was just saying, it's like, oh, I've got this gross thing on my lip. And I was just like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Give me your mouth. Give me your mouth. I want your mouth right now. Uh, and so she, and then so we made out. And like a couple days later, you know, and then with the cold, like, and then a couple days later, I started feeling like, this weird like I started feeling a fever like I was getting the flu uh and then and apparently this also happens uh with people who get genital warts as well yeah uh, like I started feeling like I had the flu and then I my entire throat was like covered in shit Ooh. I couldn't swallow I had to get like a numbing uh solution just so I could like eat uh I had it like all over my face like it was bad oh my god i was down Is that just the first time though just the first time you get it i was down for like a week and a half wow it is horrible it's the sickest i've ever been uh by far it was absolutely fucking horrible and uh i called up the girl i'm like what the fuck did you do to me <laughs> i called because i went to the doctor and they're like oh yeah it's, it's herpes and i was like what he's like oh cold source like uh, and I was like, you didn't tell me what this is, what this was. You didn't fuck. I didn't know. She was like, you said you didn't care. I was like, I, you, you, <laughs> you need to argue with the person. You need to tell them. Because a girl had said that to me before as well. She was like, oh, I, you know, it, it's totally fine. I was like, no, let me it's tell you. It's not fine. It's not fine. It's fucking horrible. It's so fucking bad. Uh, Although and, I bet it's a good signifier of the woman that you're with when you tell them about it and also how they take it yeah, as well. I've never had a girl take it negatively. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, it's just a part of life. And you are taking – I feel like if you are dating someone that takes the initiative of being open about it and telling mm-hmm. you about it before it affects you, then uh, that would only really make me like the person even more. Yeah. Especially yeah. if it's something you can work around. Even if you have an STD, it's like – I mean, condoms, being safe, uh, there are Mm -hmm. a lot of ways around it, especially if you love someone. You know, this is someone that you want to be with. Someone being open about it and the severity of it as well Mm -hmm. is definitely something that would make me like them even more. Yeah. And uh, and you could still have hooker sex. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're fine. They got everything under the sun, I imagine. No, they get tested. Huh? Right? Hookers get tested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, hooker sex is in you can't kiss. Oh, like, oh, yeah, like yeah, Julia yeah. Roberts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like you could still have sex, but you just don't kiss. That's kind of fun. It's a little bit fun. It's yeah. a first couple times. It's a little like weird. Yeah. Uh, but then after a couple times, you're like, yeah, this is kind of sexy. It's kind of it's hooker time. Yeah, it's like yeah, keeping yeah. your like faces as far away from each other as possible. Yeah, it makes you become inventive as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, and. As far as that, yeah, and I'm I'm totally comfortable with it. Uh, although it's fine because so many people have it. Yeah, like so many people have cold sores. As far as like, but I think what she's asking about more than anything is genital, genital herpes. herpes. Yeah, and that you know I don't really have like much experience with. Although I do have, I got a couple of friends who have it. And they have, you know, they told their girlfriends about it straight up. But they're also comedians and they talk about it on stage. So they knew about it long before. Yeah, previously, long, long before. Also, I mean, it it seems like, especially with the medication they have nowadays, that it really keeps flare ups to a minimum. Yeah. And if you don't have a flare up, 
then you can't transfer it, correct? Well, yeah, you actually can. Ooh. Yeah, that. that's a, yeah. You actually. That's it, another reason why I can't believe I never got an STD of yeah. all the unprotected sex <laughs> that I had. It's harder when you don't have a flare up, but you can. Uh, so yeah, I know the people that uh, that uh, have herpes. They wear condoms all the time, right? Like, even when they're like in a committed relationship, they still have to wear condoms all the time. Uh, and especially if you're having sex with some guy that he doesn't even get the chance to tell you, or a girl that doesn't have the chance to tell you if it's just like a hookup. Mm-hmm. That's why being safe is always. Number one, yeah. always be safe. Always, we. I just happen to be extremely lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know how. Yeah, I'm still scared of it. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but at least it's that, though. I mean, there are a lot worse things you could do. Much worse have. things. Much, much worse. Uh, and uh, I would say, like, not affecting uh, past relationships. No girl, like I said, no girl was ever really uh, weird. Was never weird with me about it. But I also can't say. For like genital or for uh, like genital herpes or anything like that, I, I've never come across it before. I feel like th- you have to have a talk about it. It's you not have something to have a you big can just talk. throw out there and just say. But if she's really uncomfortable with it, or if he is really uncomfortable with it after the talk, then I think he really should just think about that person. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something. There are a lot of serious things that happen in a relationship. A lot of things you have to talk to, and a lot of things you have to work through. That if that is something that I'm not saying that it's not severe, it's not a, not a problem. Mm-hmm. But if you can't get past that, there are a lot of other things you're not going to be able to get past either with them. Absolutely, yeah. If you tell a guy about it uh, or a girl about it, and they're like, "Ew, no," then fuck them. Exactly. They're all, well, don't fuck them. <laughs> well, but, don't fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but to hell with them. You know, it's like if they're not if they're not that into like it's just not going to work out anyway. Right. If they if they're not willing to make that kind of uh, commitment and the kind of work that that puts that you have to put that that you have to put in to kind of get past something like that, then it's not going to work out anyway. And that person is not going to be in it with you uh, for the long haul. Uh, it's just not. Yeah. And it, also truly think about someone that, we, you know, the girl that you said, they were like, oh, kiss me anyway, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Also think about that as well. Yeah. Like someone says things like, oh, you have genital herpes. No, it's fine. We don't need a condom. Also think about who that person is yeah. as well. I oh, feel yeah. Like. Because then that means that they just don't really care about themselves <laughs> or your health either because you never yeah. know what the other person has. And I actually, I'm a big supporter of getting a couple STD test. Yeah. Like to go in together. I've done that a couple times. I've yeah. done that as well and I think that it means a lot and also it's another one of those stepping stones where you're like I love you and you love me so let's just do this just to make sure and then we know. Yeah. And it's something to be ashamed of or feel guilty about or feel disgusting about because I feel like the first time I got an STD test I felt like I felt trashy. Yeah. That and there's no no reason for that at all. No because you need to know how the hell else are you going to know. So many of the the symptoms are dormant, mm-hmm. and that's terrifying. Yeah, and for and it's much more important for women to get tested than it is for men oh, yeah. to get tested. Like if you're a woman, then it goes double. Oh yeah, for you that shit goes N- inside. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not to say that men shouldn't get tested. You absolutely should, but the consequences for women and STDs are. I mean, you have consequences like you know, of course, cancer, infertility. Oh yeah, uh, there's so much worse things that can happen to a woman uh, than what happens to a man. Yikes. <laughs> I feel like I want to go get tested again just in case. You've been in a committed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fine. <laughs> he ain't wiping his dick on anything. It's fine. 
<laughs> All right. Well, it's uh, you're about to have to get out of here. Yeah, uh, I gotta run. I gotta go. Huh. I gotta go talk about myself <laughs> to someone. I, I'll report back next week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Don't be scared. I know. I'm gonna try to not be scared. <laughs> I'm gonna try. You already gotta go warm up. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. Warmed no, it's up good. I'm this. warmed up. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, talking yeah. about myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> we'll be doing this every week. Okay. It's good. like you'll go into one and then you'll, you'll and then do this right. and then just fucking just double whammy. Zoom right into it. Hell yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Yes. If you have any questions for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Please and do. And we will do our best to answer your queries. Awesome. Talk to you next week. Goodbye. Yeah,